came here for some music. It kind of happened really organically, really like spontaneously. It's not just going in there and making a noise, folks. <laughs> the Classic Rock Files with Kelly Parker. You know, every once in a while an auction is announced and you think, okay, well, geez, if I had money to burn, oh my God, this one? Well, this one is one of those ones. The Neil Peart Estate has announced an auction of his classic cars. He called them the Silver Surfers. It's incredible. August 13th and 14th in Pebble Beach, California. The cars are absolutely crazy. A 1964 Aston Martin DB5. A 1964 Shelby Cobra 289. A 1970 Lambo Miura, I believe is the way that one is pronounced. P400S. A 65 Maserati Mistral Spider. A 64 Jaguar E-Type. Just such a classic. A 63 split-window Corvette Coupe. These are all silver, by the way. Now, Peart acquired this collection over a long period of time, starting with the 64 Aston Martin, gradually added others. Again, they're all silver. He decided to call them Silver Surfers. He said one time, the title occurred to me while driving the DB5 up and down the Pacific Ocean. He says, because it felt right to me, I guess. The idea that I was just one of those wave riders. He said, I'd moved from Toronto to Los Angeles in 2000 in search of natural peace I often drove out that way and up to the Santa Monica Mountains. Out past Malibu to Ventura County, I'd weave along these barren ridges of rock and vegetation, the ocean always on one big side. It's on the Pacific Coast Highway, right? Some days would be misted by a marine layer. Other days, the sun blared through the clear sky. The waves, slow and gentle and churned out powerful rolling rhythm. It was during one of those drives when out of nowhere, it just occurred to me that the color of the ocean had influenced the silver palette of the collection. What other color looks as good in a blue photo? Not black, not white silver these cars oh my god anyway if you happen to have money to burn august 13th and 14th the company is gooding and company you can google it well did you catch the first part last night of biography kistory on a and e second part goes tonight paul stanley of course out doing the promotion of it and uh, if you haven't seen it yet he just talked about how this is a different look at kiss than you've ever seen it's a real personal look at the band and Gene and I, because Gene and I were there since we lived in our parents' homes and we're there today. So that kind of bookends the whole story of the band. And it's much more intimate and personal than anything we've done before. It lacks a, a lot of the razzmatazz. It's more almost like sitting with us. There's a lot of conversations in it of just Gene and I on my sofa hanging out and uh, kudos to Gene. Um, he was willing to let down the guard and show you know, a different side of him, a side that uh, over years has become much more pronounced. Paul also addressed the idea of he and Gene constantly butting heads. We've never really butted heads. We've certainly been very competitive at different times. And that healthy competition is what helped make us what we are. I think the spats have been exaggerated, but I think one thing you see at this point is we couldn't get along better. I mean, we, we have so much to be grateful for and so much to look back on and to sit around and share memories or um, reminisce. It's a very different, different feel to this. And Paul also addresses what some fans might consider the elephant in the room. Some KISS fan might say, well, how come... Uh, you know, there isn't more of Ace and Peter. Truly, those guys 
didn't want to be a part of it without certain um there was talk of uh final approval of um footage and editing and that's fantasy it's really the story of the band you know i keep saying we couldn't be here today had it not been for ace and peter being there in the beginning we also couldn't be here today if they were still here i try to put that into perspective um but everybody isn't built to go the distance and everybody isn't built for the marathon this really is ultimately the story of me and gene and kiss the story of of the band from the beginning till today and finally, maybe you had your eyes on Sturgis and were aware that ZZ Top is going back on the road. They have announced new tour dates for 2021 and now 2022. They begin in Iowa on July 16th. They'll play through the end of the year, then take a break and pick up again in April of 2022 and conclude on May 14th with a show in St. John's, Newfoundland, if you happen to be out there. And they do say they plan to add more dates to the itinerary. They said in a statement, to say we're looking forward to getting back on the road and performing in front of real people is the understatement of the last 16 months, if not the century. Billy Gibbons, using some current lingo, said ZZ is coming on strong. Let's get it. So August 11th, Sturgis, Buffalo Chip Campground. We'll see about the border, whether it's open by then. But also... ZZ Top playing Brandon at Keystone Center, May 3rd, 2022. That is the Classic Rock Files.